0: everybody, this is your girl CC What Where Begins magazine, and usually my co host is on um, beyond here, but he had to be out today. But we have a special guest and I'm gonna let her introduce herself and what she who she is and what she does.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Bianca Williams. I am a romance author of the trilogy sidelines.
0: Okay, and thanks for coming on and interviewing with us today.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me.
0: Yes. Well, tell us about your book series and the motivation behind <laughs>
1: it. Yes, yeah, so the book series. Um, it's a three-part series. It mm-hmm. starts with book one, Sideline the Draft. It's all about an up-and-coming event planner who lands her first client, which happens to be an NFL superstar, and makes the ultimate rookie mistake of mixing business with pleasure. So it was so much drama for one book, I decided to turn it into a trilogy and each book kind of highlights not only a football season, but a season in this relationship that's blossoming and then eventually comes to a head in the third book, Sidelines, The Contract. Um, The books are inspired by true events. I often tell people that um, I didn't find the story, the story found me. Um, because I always wanted to write but I didn't have a story and I would read about um, all these different authors that just came up with these great ideas and I was always like why can't I come up with this awesome idea like um, J.K. Rowling who like dreams about you know and all of a sudden the idea for the story just came pouring in and I just wrote it down as quickly as possible so yeah so watch what you ask for because the story definitely found me.
0: Okay, okay. What's well, <laughs> yeah. your opinion on dating athletes, though, since it's kind of like you mix the book with the relationship of uh, facts and stuff? What's your opinion on dating uh, dating athletes?
1: Well, I would say, um, I will say at the beginning of this journey, um, when I happened to um, date an athlete, in the beginning, it wasn't supposed to happen. We were kind of just working together, kept everything very, very professional. And I was definitely like, even in high school, had no interest on dating athletes at all, just because of the reputation and kind of what you hear about them and, you know, the women and, and I've also was around different athletes and I would just see how they were. So I was just definitely like, no, absolutely not, not interested. Fast forward, the person that I got very close. Um, became very good friends. We developed a great friendship. And then of course, you know, developed a relationship after that. And I would say that it is very different because people are like, you know, men are men and they're not. I mean, these men are, they've been coddled and catered to probably Mm -hmm. since their whole life, especially when they make it to that elite level, as far as, you know, making it in the major leagues. Um, So it is, it is a, it is just a different type of guy. And the women, unfortunately, um, well now lately the men too, so they're female groupies and they're male groupies, but mainly the women, um, don't care if they're in relationships. They don't, um, ask if they're in relationships and it doesn't matter. And I know it takes two to tango. So the guy also needs to be, um, committed, but it makes it kind of hard when you've got the world, you know, right there at your hands and women to just to choose from. So I would say, would I date an athlete again? No. (laughs) (laughs) I would would say no. Um, It is very difficult because, because they're the star. And then sometimes um, if you're not careful, you can kind of lose yourself in the relationship. And it's very important that the relationship is balanced. And if, if you as a woman, if you don't know who you are, like 100,000% secure in your relationship, you can kind of get lost in it and things can just go awry. So it's, it's definitely a different terrain dating an athlete. And if you, if you decide if that's what your preference is and that's what you want to do, that's fine. But just know that you got to be ready. And know that uh, like my tagline says know the plays i get sideline because <laughs> get ready get ready girl because you're in for something you in for a ride <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think we all ladies needed to hear that but because yeah. you based your story into like the sports romance um novels and now that you are author so yes. how would you continue your books though because, you know, you did your three, three books on that, of that story. Would you change it up some and do like some maybe nonfiction's and, you know, different kind of genres as far yes. as being the hopper?
1: Yes. Actually, I do have a, a, a few books in the hopper, right? I've been um, working with a few treatments. Um, the one book that I've been working on is a nonfiction piece um, called Know the Plays or Get Sidelined in Life, Business, and Relationships. And it's kind of like a um, playbook. It's a compliment to the series. Um in the series, you you follow the protagonist, Bryn, who is, you know, she's a professional, she's an independent woman, and but then she kind of gets mixed up, you know, with her client, this guy. But you also she all you also see like um different mistakes that she makes along the way, just in life in general, in business and in her love life. And she's like, if I would've just only known these things, I wouldn't constantly make these mistakes. Like number one, like listening to her intuition, right? She was constantly ignoring it because she was following her heart and not her mind or whatever the case may be. She was just constantly finding herself on the sidelines. So the book is pretty much gonna be like a collection of of stories of different experiences that I've experienced throughout my life and just kind of document it and say, hey. You know, you find yourself, you know, even I work, I've been in corporate America and I've been like the only black person in certain spaces sometimes. And I found that, you know, if you don't speak up, if you don't know your worth, you'll find soon find out that you'll be the lowest paid person in that department. So just kind of like things like that. So kind of a lessons learned type of playbook. So I'm working on that right now. And also everyone keeps asking for a sideline four. So orig- originally when I planned it, I did plan for four books, but I turned it into three because it's a trilogy. They're more popular, easy to market. But um, I don't know, I may have a surprise uh, book four for everyone um, who's been asking. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: I know I'm a bookworm. I haven't had a chance to read your books, um, but I do want to get an autograph copy um, oh, if yeah. I can. But because yeah. I'm a bookworm, I'm like sitting on ten books right now. Like I need <laughs> to get back to that reading that I need to do. But because yes. you've been on the NFL and the athlete, um, and you travel so much, out of I know I asked this before, but um out of all the stadiums you have five of your favorite can you tell us what's your five favorite stadiums and why
1: Yes, I would say um, definitely the Dallas Cowboys Stadium was my favorite one to visit. Are you a Cowboys fan? Yes,
0: I am. Okay. <laughs> so I I'm gonna <laughs> do
1: I've been cheering. It's, it's, yes. If you're a fan, you just might as well, you know, hopefully when when the world open back when the world opens back up and you're able to start traveling again and when they open up the stadiums, I would definitely go down. Um, I had a wonderful time actually wound up getting some really good seats where like we were down below in the lower section and they have like the cowgirls there there are cowgirls everywhere. They got a drum line they got I mean it was like a party going on of course it's got the huge jumbotron they've got these sweets along the edges of the field where people are like just having their like hands and drinks, like laying on the field while, you know, running back and so everyone's actually yeah. making plays. It's, it's crazy. And it's, it's stuff going on constantly. So it's almost like um, you're going in like overload, but then you're just like so excited. <laughs> you're just like cheering and just kind of yeah. looking everywhere. So it was awesome. They had all kinds of food. They had fresh fruit stands. So just like, if you don't want to do like the whole burgers and fries, you have healthy food there as well. It was just a really, really good time. And then the stadium is beautiful. Um, okay. So that is definitely my number one. I would okay. say my number two, did I say the Falcons was my number two? <laughs> I think it was the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons was my number two because it was a dome. Mainly because it was a dome and it was very new because we went to the new Falcons stadium. Yeah. And um, it was very nice. Oh yeah, because you're in Atlanta, right?
0: Yeah, I've been. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. So I loved it because it was in a dome. It was very warm. And I, when I had gone, it was new. And we had gone in the wintertime. And so I don't okay. necessarily like stadiums that are out in the inclement weather and the rain and the snow and everything else. So I loved it in Atlanta. I loved the crowd. I loved the energy. And so that was definitely another favorite. Um, I'm trying to think. You'll have to help me refresh my memory. So, so it was Dallas. It was the Falcons. Of course, I had to say my Ravens. I think they were number three because that's my hometown okay. stadium. In fact, it's foggy outside, but normally you could point to it and see it. But
0: oh. lo-
1: yeah, I love the Ravens Stadium. It's my hometown. Um, I've had the opportunity to um, actually, you know, see the entire facilities, you know, being down where the like the players where the family area is at and even kind of I've actually walked out on that field, been on the field before there, which is like a beautiful experience. It is completely different from like being in the stands than actually like kind of like being on the field and looking up and you kind of get to experience what those players. Feel and even though we went early kind of before the game started the players are still kind of out on the field practicing so people are like still cheering and everything so you just okay. like feel all of that energy and you're just like oh my gosh it's, it's just <laughs> like you're just on, like it's all and you're so amazed and when I had gone down I think I had on heels I'm like why did I wear heels to a football game but it early right. in the early days I didn't know better right I'm going dressed <laughs> up heels, and, and then, then I real fast then I was like, because the people was like, what are you doing? Why are you, I was like, I got to look cute. No. <laughs> One, two, I don't, I uh, don't, the, the big coats. And then I was wound up taping those um hand warmers and foot warm warmers all yeah. over my body. I was like, yeah, no more being cute. Three layer hats and everything. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so the Ravens definitely um, love that stadium. Um, I, actually, the Eagles. The Eagles stadium is actually pretty awesome, but that was because of the fans. Okay. So their stadium wasn't like brand new and I did go when it was outside. So it was definitely cold, but the fans are, they, they will boo, like if you mess up and you're actually on the Eagles, like they don't just hate on the um, opposing team. Like if you, if you make a bad play and you actually work and you actually are an Eagles fan, Eagles player, it doesn't matter, they will boo you, and they will basically (laughs) tell you about this. it's crazy, and there's, and I will say there's no fan, like any fan in Philadelphia, I actually went to college in Philadelphia, and so we followed the different teams, and just being in the sports bar, and that's actually how I started um, watching football, that's how I actually got into football, from just being in school, going to the local bar just to have a drink, and then they've got and the Eagles game right, on, yeah. and then back, back then, McNabb was the quarterback, so it was just like the big thing, and so then you watch it, you just kind of get into it, so, so I would say those are definitely my um, top stadiums. Okay.
0: That was four. I think we got one oh, more.
1: Oh, four. Uh, one more. I'm sorry about that. Uh, de- I know it definitely wasn't the Giants. That was definitely the worst worst. Experience. <laughs> Oh, it was awful. Because I went to the Giant Stadium when it was the old stadium, where it was just like a cement block and it was freezing, freezing cold. Didn't have anything at concession, and all they had was like some warm, what they called hot chocolate, and it wasn't even hot. So, definitely not the Giants.
0: (laughs) It was awful.
1: Um, well, we can stick
0: with those okay. four. You had a okay. you had a down one for number five, so we gonna, <laughs> look, I don't even like the Giants anyway, so we're gonna make that. Oh, good. Okay. okay.
1: So, number so the best and the worst.
0: Dallas is the best. <laughs> Giant, the,
1: and I will say the old Giant Stadium was the worst. Was the worst.
0: <laughs> so, who would you say would be your sports hero, though? Like anybody who would be your my
1: sports hero, hero is definitely Serena Williams. I get so, whenever she's playing, I make sure I I like get the tennis channel. I'm on YouTube. I'm waking up three, four o'clock in the morning. If she's playing in Australia, whatever the case may be, I am up. And I get so like emotional when she's like coming out on that court and she's just like laser focused. And I just feel like, you know, every time she comes out there, she just gives it her all. And the fact that she is just still doing it she's a mom now and she's still fighting. She's still coming out there. And I always tell people the road to the championships is through Serena Williams. Still, these young girls are coming up, which is great. I love them, I watch them. I love Osaka and some of the other the other women, but the road to the championships is you have to get through Serena Williams. And I just love how she just continues to fight. And it she just inspires me. It's just like her tenacity, that grit that she possesses, especially when she's down and she's fighting to come back. Yeah. And then when she comes back and she just kills the game, I just, I just, I just love it. I just get so inspired. And in every, every game, of course, I get emotional and I cry and I'm cheering and I'm screaming. I know <laughs> my neighbors are so like, what is going on in there? I'm like, yes, I'm up before the sun. And once yeah. you play, I become a true fan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'll even stay off the internet because let me tell you, Oprah Magazine, they are famous for ruining first thing in the morning if I accidentally <laughs> go on to Instagram.
0: Really? They'll be like,
1: Congratulations, Serena. I'm like, Don't
0: do that. <laughs> I didn't watch it that's yet. The thing about <laughs> this social media stuff, you'll hear everything before anybody else could even post it. Like
1: wow. Yes, yes, yes. So she as far as the sports arena, it's it's Serena Williams all day. Okay. Yeah, she's amazing.
0: So what's the best, what's the next big thing for you? Like, do you have any um upcoming projects, events, um, anything you're doing virtual? So what's next for you? What's some of your goals? So
1: so no big events right now. I'm kind of in a holding pattern since I just released the third book in December. I'm trying to just kind of let that simmer a bit. I did just win a contest for my book, my first book to receive a whole um, cover redesign. So that's kind of in the works right now. So whenever that's released, they're thinking around the May, June timeframe, which is my birthday. I'm probably going to- Congratulations. Thank you. I'm going to re-release the collection with the updated covers, with also bonus material and book club questions. So I know people will love that. I'm also working um, with someone to write a script for Sideline to see if we can get it on the big screen. I'm not thinking like a movie, but I'm thinking kind of like a limited series, maybe on Netflix, Amazon Prime or something like that. But yeah, I'm very interested in that. And other than that, no book events, no large events. I'm kind of, you know, Maryland is still kind of locked down. I'm in Baltimore city. So we're still only like 25% open even though the rest of Maryland is kind of wide open. Um, We're just kind of taking our time before we start doing any events, but we'll see. We'll see what happens oh with God, that.
0: I'm actually from DC, and okay. I'm like I don't know when I'm coming back to visit. <laughs> we got to wait. <laughs> you know, I miss my family, but hey, we go yes. away. We got all this stuff. We can see each other right now with this I new know. technology, which is but, which
1: is which is actually great because if all of these things weren't in place, we would we would be in a world of trouble. We would.
0: Yes, we would. I agree. I agree. But, what, but being an author, what has been your biggest challenge?
1: I would say um, my biggest challenge early in the beginning um, when I was kind of making the transition, because like I said, I'm in corporate America, so my background is finance. And so trying to make the transition into just writing in general, that was huge. But also the story itself, um, because it was inspired by True Events, really very early on i was just concerned about you know what to share what not to share what parts of my life did i did i want to include what didn't i want to include even about the other characters i was i was concerned about what people would think especially when i released it i'm like are they gonna are they gonna like me you know or are they gonna think it's terrible and i had to really um fight those you know I call them my gremlins really fight those those negative thoughts and just really remember like why I'm working on the program or why I'm actually working on the project and why I want to share this story is to like help other women and let them know that hey you're not alone you know if you were in this relationship and you could you know see the signs the writing on the wall but you ignored it and followed your heart we we've all dated this guy don't be kind to yourself, don't beat yourself up. So I kind of wanted to like share it with the world to say, hey, if you're out there and you've gone through these things, you're not alone, because I did too. Because it was the I wrote the book that I wanted to read that I wish I had available when I was going through what I was going through. And I didn't have that. Um, Not because it's not out there. I'm sure it is just because I didn't have access to it. And then after I shared my story with friends, they were just like, it was they felt like it was good enough to share with people. So the hardest part was really just turning off those negative thoughts and then really believing in myself and believing in the project and saying that you can do it even if one person responds, it was worth it. Even if one person is like, kudos, great job, or I felt this, or I related to Bryn, or I understand, or I needed this, then I've done my job as an author so that, that was the hardest part
0: okay I got you I definitely got to read this book because you'll be talking about it and i would be like whoa picture the football <laughs> and the romance. you know those are two things that go together to me you know because yeah. I'm a big football fan and then oh, you know yeah. the backstory and the romances of it it's kind of like everybody loves a little juiciness in their books so
1: yeah oh, it's, it it's lots of there's lots of theme I know the covers don't look like it's lots of theme and I did that on purpose <laughs> um, because, I, I went, because when I was writing my daughter was young and I was just like you know really kind of and that was another thing that was another challenge but my daughter was young and I asked her to wait until she was you know 20 um until she read the book but yeah it's lots of theme in there so they're definitely juicy uh romance Slash women's Mm -hmm. fiction novels. (laughs) I get it. it.
0: Well, who would you consider to be your favorite author?
1: My favorite author? I actually have, I'll I'll definitely say I have two. So of course I have to say Terry McMillan because she is the one who kind of, I of course, you know, read Waiting to Exhale when I was younger. Mm -hmm. You of course saw the movie, but loved the book. Fell in love with the characters because, um, you know, she developed that black, independent woman, your girlfriends, they were doing it big. They were out in Arizona, you know, they were professional women. And for me, I didn't see a lot of books like that. I didn't see a lot of black women writing what they what they would consider chiclet, right? So, because she's like women's fiction, but she's more like women's fiction kind of right. chiclet. You know, Stella got her groove back. She, for, for black women, she was like writing the classics. To me because it was just like I could see myself in those I could see myself in those characters yeah. so I could really I, I agree yeah and she's and because of her she's actually the reason why I was just like I want to be an author and like I can I'm sure I can do this like I want to do this I want to be author because of waiting to exhale to me that was just like the blueprint and um and then I do have another favorite author. Her, she, her name is Anna Maxted, and she's like a British author. But her, ki- she also writes Chiclet because chick is actually my favorite genre because you know it's like that thirty-something-year-old. You think you you think you know what's going on, but you don't. You still don't in your thirties. You're still making right. mistakes. You're still trying to figure it out. You know, you're like, what is going on? Everything is going awry. You're trying to put your life back together. So I like, I like this kind of book I and um, her books are very witty. And I also like, I like humor. So it's a nice mix of um, humor and craziness, so. I gotcha,
0: I gotcha. Yeah. I love those type of books too. But what is one fun fact about yourself? One fun
1: fact about me, wow. Yes. I can think of something fun. Okay. Because I have so many like serious facts
0: about me. I'm trying to think something fun. Um, Oh my gosh. If you can't think of a fun fact, I always tell people what is something that you do um, that you like doing or that you do that other people don't know about. You know, like some people can sing, but they're actually an author. Some people can write poetry, you know, even though they do this, you know. So what's your other talent then if you don't have a
1: fun fact about yourself? I do have another talent. I well, y'all know about the event planning and the CFO and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like boring, but I can play the flute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fun fact. <laughs> I was in the I was in the I was in my high school band. I was actually in the marching band in high school. Like that's how, yeah, I was in the marching band. So I can play the flute. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: So I have one more question before we go into trivia. What advice yeah. can you give to others that want to be an author?
1: Um, I would say because a lot of people say I want to be an author and they're just like they don't know how to get started, or they always complain about writer's block, and they're always like, you know, well, how do you do it? How do you continue to write? And I would say, start with an outline, and just 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 practice discipline and write every single day even if you start writing and you're like, the sky is blue, the sky is blue, the sky just keep over and over, just write. And eventually things will start to develop and you'll get some momentum. And it's just like they say, working a muscle, work that muscle, train that muscle, write every day and edit later. And then another piece of advice, they say, write, if you drink, let me put that disclaimer out there. They say, write drunk and edit sober. And (laughs) I actually saw that quote um, when I was writing a lot of my projects. And let me tell you, it works. If you drink, it works and it's fine. <laughs> you're, you're drunk. Because, because then you start, you're, you're not your biggest critic because most of us are our big, biggest critics. So when you're drinking, mm. you kind of like let go of that and you just yeah. kind of let the emotions flow. And then I would also say, if you are working on a project and you find that you have writer's block, turn to take a take a break, take a beat, and turn to something that inspires you whether it's a piece of music or a favorite movie or another form of art whether it's tennis or running or exercise and then just do that for a little bit get inspired and then go back to writing so though that's kind of like my advice to you if you want to write a book
0: Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. so I'm thinking about, I'd be doing, well, you know, I'm a journalist anyway, but I'd be writing. Mm-hmm. And I started working on poetry. I've been learning all kinds of things with being home and working from home. I'm like, yes. oh, I love talent that yes. went to here to there. <laughs>
1: kind of all over the place. Yeah. No, but, yes. that's good. Exactly.
0: Mm. Yep. but let's get into these two trivia questions. Um, It's not hard. Just a question to ask. Okay. okay. So the first one is, What's your favorite cheesy pickup line from a guy?
1: My favorite cheesy pickup line from a guy.
0: Yes. Um. And I can kind of give you an example to go through it because uh, okay. somebody was saying the other day, they was like, something, something, you've been running through my mind all day. And I was like, oh, but at the same time, I was like, oh, that was kind of cheesy. <laughs> you know, like, something like that. <laughs>
1: A pickup line. I, I get some strange DMs and stuff like that. I don't. I don't. I don't even know if they do. Do they even do pickup lines anymore? Um,
0: some people so, you know, you
1: know. What you doing? Wyd? Text messages. That's. I would say that's about the cheesiest one. I guess I don't necessarily like it, but I can't think of a cheesy pickup line. It's been running through my mind all day. <laughs> oh they're tired because uh, I don't know <laughs> I'm sorry I
0: have no idea I... but you know if somebody come up to you or say something what is something you get you know like uh, oh, really is that how you get my number you know just I don't
1: you know what it's so weird because guys they they I don't somebody says I'm kind of standoffish because they're like when you're out in public your arms are always crossed So you're unapproachable so I just don't get a lot of people that like approach me and um oh gosh if they do I don't they don't they just don't <laughs> <laughs> they're my DMs. Yeah, are
0: about, dm yeah and it could be a cheesy dm it could be a cheesy dm thing they pick out. Oh, no. I just get the, I just get the, Hey, beautiful all the time. <laughs> hey, beautiful. I did that. I do get that all the time. And I'd be like,
1: you couldn't come up with anything original. I So I will exactly. say that.
0: That's, yeah.
1: <laughs> I did that one all the time. Hey, beautiful. And I just go, you know, I just go, <laughs> I just
0: delete. Yes. <laughs> unless I'm interested.
1: Yes. Unless I'm interested. i would be like, Hmm, let me see. Let me check them out first before I respond. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay we'll go with that one then okay, okay we'll and the next question is who would you trade places with for one day and why
1: ooh, ooh, ooh. michelle obama <laughs> and why one because i love her husband <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame, you know, I think about it because they say the grass isn't always greener on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I love Michelle. I think she's amazing. I would just love to like live a day in her shoes just to kind of see, you know, meet all the people that she knows and have all the experience that she has. And of course, meet Barack. <laughs> and just right. like, what is that? What is a day in a life in Michelle Obama's shoes being married to Barack Obama, the first African-American president of the United States. Like I, as you can see behind me, I have this book right there. I
0: love Barack Obama.
1: So yes, I would definitely trade places with her for our day, just just to see what that is like.
0: I got you. I thought you was going to say Serena because, you know, you said that. Oh. Was I was like, oh, Listen. she going to kick her. <laughs> Listen, I'm lazy. I will say this. I, and I also get inspired. Now That's another
1: reason why I look up to her because I'm lazy. This body likes to relax, be cuddled in covers in the bed. Not work out, not run, not do anything. I <laughs> keep working out. So that's another reason why I respect her because I'm like, how does she do it? How does she do it? Because this body does not like to move. It doesn't, it likes to laugh. <rest. laughs> okay.
0: <a> <laughs> but is there anything that you would like to tell the fans, um, the audience before we get off?
1: Yes, I just want to tell everybody. Again, my name is Bianca Williams. I'm the author of the Sideline series. The first book is Sideline the Draft. The second book is Sideline the Penalty. And the third book is Sideline the Contract. You can find me on social media, I'm most active on Instagram, but sometimes on Facebook. I'm at B Will Books. And uh, thank you. Thanks for checking in. And thank you, CC, for interviewing me today. I had fun.
0: <laughs> yes. And I was going to say, you know, thanks for coming on our platform. I hate that you miss my co host because he's so dope. I always have to throw him out yes. there. But he's okay. so dope. And he's in the DMV area also. But um, oh, wow. I want to say thanks for being in the magazine. Thanks for doing this interview. Yes. And- interview with us you know continue your grind I love it you have a fan yes. here I'm a bookworm so I'm definitely going to support and get yes. your books I would like Thank an autographed copy though you know yes. I don't mind paying for yes. it <laughs> but I, I like to keep my autograph copies um and I definitely get it and read it and tell you what I think about it but I it, yes. the way you talk about it and the way it just sound it just sound like it's just a great book to you know series to read so yeah wait to get it yes but did I ever send you a copy of the magazine
1: no I was gonna say send me your address I'll send you the book and let me know about the magazine because yes I love it I love the picture I was like oh this looks great
0: <laughs> I had the okay, I had well, the version but not the um hard copy Right, so yeah actual yeah, yeah yeah I'll send you a um I definitely send you a copy of it and um and again you know, you have a great day. Be blessed out there. Be safe you. out there. And yes. continue your grind. I love it. I love your energy. Thank you. Take care. All right, you too. Have a great one.
1: You too.